Hey, this is Sean Mandoli, and I'm the pastor of Sanctuary LA, and you're listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this message encourages and inspires you. Remember to follow us on social media at My Sanctuary LA and enjoy the message. Bitterness, according to the word of God, is poison. It will eat you alive. It will poison you. Okay? And so this is, this is where love comes in. Every last one of us has been done wrong. Every last one of us trust has been broken. But you can come to Jesus and get healed. And he can empower you to trust again. What the devil wants is what one person did to you. You're going to make the whole human race suffer for what one person did. You're going to make everybody in your life suffer for what one person did. And what the devil will do is he'll say, a person did that. No, all people did that. People are after you. They want to hurt you. And so we build up walls. And he told this gentleman, that thing in your heart is poison because it will separate you, isolate you, alienate you from the people that could actually help with your healing. So this is the thing is love is a, the Bible says never fails. So love is the power of God. It is God himself in you, empowering you to be patient when, it, when you're tested. He's, he'll empower you, the nature of God. The Christ inside of you will empower you to trust when it's been broken. All right? And so don't make other people suffer for what one person did to you. I'm going to say it again. Don't make other people suffer for what one person did to you. All right? So love people. You are empowered to love people when your trust is broken. Bitterness is a poison. And it will mess up your relationship with God. It will mess up your relationship with yourself. And it will mess up your relationship with other people. Offenses will come, but the effects of them don't have to stay. You are empowered to love people, even when you've been done dirty. Because every last one of us has been done dirty. Jesus was done wrong and he went to the cross, did not answer a word. And he came through that process victorious. If Jesus can do it and you are in him, you can go through a death process and still come out on top. All right, here we go. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. I want to challenge you a little bit here. I want to do a little soul searching, little heart search, little heart checkup. God, is there any bitterness in me because of maybe what somebody did? And now I'm, now I'm, I'm causing others to penalize, even subconsciously, not intentionally, but other people are having to deal with that because I haven't really dealt with it yet. Because this is the thing. This is how bitterness works. It will defile you, but if you allow it to stay, everybody else you're connected to will get defiled. Or they will give you some strong boundaries because they're not trying to get poisoned. I am preaching good. You might want to listen to this podcast this week. Somebody say amen. amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 to 15. Pursue peace with all people. Somebody say all people. Say love people. Say uh, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. All right? Lest any root of bitterness 
springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. So that word bitterness, you see this, that it's a root and it'll spring up and trouble you. And when you, once you get troubled by bitterness and you harbor that, you're empowered to love people. But if you harbor bitterness, other people get defiled as a result. Your relationships get defiled. Bitterness is a poison, okay, that will pollute relationships. I'm not saying you weren't hurt. I'm saying the hurt doesn't have to stay. In Christ, it doesn't have to live and fester in us. I've been there. I understand it's a process. And some, sometimes it takes a little longer than others. But I'm here to tell you right now that in Christ, the Holy Spirit inside of you, you can come out of it with a story that God can redeem your pain, touch your pain, and give you purpose to help somebody else out of that poison. Anybody in here ever been poisoned by bitterness? I've been there. I've been, I was abused as a child. From, from inception into this world, I came into it immediately, abused, victimized, multiple times. Four, five, six years old, I, I, was, I was poisoned immediately. Didn't get saved till I was 17. All those years, man, anybody got close to me, it got nasty. It was dirty. It was pollution, pollution, all kind of stuff. But God can redeem your pain. He can touch your pain. Okay, that word bitterness, if you're taking notes, I want to give you some notes here. Bitterness, this is what it means in the Greek. It means harsh. You'll notice people that are bitter are consistently harsh with their words towards a person a, or people. It, it really comes, bitterness comes from the word harsh. It means to res- it's a resentful spirit by definition. It is harsh and it's resentful. The word trouble means this, when it troubles you. This is, this is interesting. Uh, the word trouble, when it says that bitterness will trouble you, um, it means to carry you away, carry you down a road you don't want to go. That's what trouble means. It means this, by definition, to carry someone along, to vex and create negative momentum in your life. Bitterness is poison. And when we, when, when the offense happens and we, we allow it to take root in us, it will take you down a road of vexation that will create a negative momentum in your life. I'm here, to, I'm here today to say that Christ will set you free, that he will empower you to love again. And this is what the word defile means. And we're going to go on to my last point. But this is what the word, when it says that the root of bitterness springing up caused trouble, Send you down a road of vexation that creates negative momentum in your life. And by this, when that happens, many become many. Those around you get defiled by, defile means to stain the soul. To pollute somebody else's spiritual life. I've been there. I know what it's like uh, when trust is broken. And that plays out in my life. When I was abused as a child by a grown man, uh, my thoughts were polluted as a result. Uh, one, of the most, one of the most, as a child, once that happened, I'm talking four, five, six years old, my consistent thought towards that man was to beat him over the head with a baseball bat. 
And inside of my little child body, that bitterness was so real that I believe in my, if I saw him, I would find something and he would get cracked. Like that, that, that's what, that was just driving. That was, it was, it, it took me down to some negative momentum. All right, and so, and so when I accepted Christ, I came through a process, but I understand the scripture that says the root of bitterness troubled me as a child. Troubled. It sent me down a pathway of vexation that created negative momentum in my life. And in Christ, we're empowered to love people when trust is broken. You can love people. When trust is broken. I'm going to say it again. Because of the cross, because of Jesus, you can, you can forgive. You can move on. And God will use it. I don't know how God does all of that. But it's amazing how God can take something so dark. He can take some, the dark things of your life and touch them. And use you to... Speak hope to somebody else. He'll take, he'll make the bitter places sweet. He'll, he'll take, he'll take the, the things that really did a number on you. And touch it. Bring joy. Bring peace. Beauty for ashes. Come on, somebody. He, he, he's all about making exchanges. He, that's crazy, right? Like God's all, he knows how to barter. He'll be like, yo, give me your abuse. Watch this. Bam, there's some joy for you, son. Come on, give, give, me, give me your addiction. Here's some fire. God will take it all. He'll take it all. I don't, I don't know what your story, I don't know the intricacies of your story, but if there's anything that's any bitterness to try to get a hold of you, Maybe some of y'all, you never had your dad in the house, and you're still bitter over it. Bothers you to this day. Vexes you to this day. God wants to set you free of that. Your mama was never there. I don't know your story. Maybe you were raised by somebody. It wasn't even your biological parent. And you're like, man, what is my worth in this world if my own parents don't want me? God, exchange that. That's what the cross is, man. It's a exchange. You just put it all out there, and God's got something for you. He's like, oh, man, I got you. Check this out. Some joy, some peace, some stability. Come on, somebody. All right, here we go. Here we go. What was my first point? Come on, somebody. Talk to me here. I'm almost done. First point. All right. Look at your neighbor and say, don't test me. Tell them, don't, don't you test me. just <laughs> And don't go using this on your spouse. Uh, Pastor Sean said, you're supposed to love me. When I'm getting on your nerves, read it. Read. It. Did you listen to the podcast? What, us Christians are the worst at that. We, we'll sit in here, and you know it's for you, but you're looking at that person. Mm-hmm. They need this. Come on, don't look at me like you've never done that. And God's like, no, why you think you're here? Come on, somebody. What was my, okay, first point again, love people when? All right, what's the second one? Love people when? Say it again. Say this with me. Say, love people. Say it loud. Say, love people. When trust is broken. All right, God will heal you. Look at, don't build a life on what some joker did to you. 
Stop that. that ain't, they, ain't worth, they ain't worth that much. Why are, they, why are you giving them so much value in your present? They broke up with you in 1997. Some of you weren't even born in 1997. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all, you're like, man, I don't even like it. I don't have, and you tripping when they bring up their name. Oh, yes, you do like them. You got them in your little pocket still. Broke up with you 2003. Oh, Jesus, it's quiet. You guys all right? Oh, what am I saying? God is, God is a redeemer. He's a healer. And he'll, he'll empower you to move on. All right, here we go. We're almost done. Here's my last point. Love people when your freedom is threatened. Here it is. Because you know why? I'm going to go back to the first point. People will test your patience. Somebody say amen. How many of you know people will break your trust? Somebody say amen. And people will threaten your freedom. But we must love them if we love God when they threaten our freedom. Last scripture. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. As the worship team comes forward to dismiss the service. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. Here's my last scripture. You guys getting something out of this? Love people. Love people is not easy. Love people isn't cute. Loving people isn't, isn't, isn't uh, made for the faint of heart. Loving people. I'm here to tell you right now, you need the power of the Holy Spirit to love people. Yep. You, you need the word of God. You need to be born again because he who uh, loves people is born of God. You have to be born again to properly love people. And sometimes this is what happens. Because we're not anchored in the love of God, when just somebody doesn't look at us right, we're like, church is so whack. It's so fake. They're all hypocrites. No, you're just hypersensitive. I'm going to walk over here because y'all don't like me over there. Come on, somebody. I'm not saying it doesn't genuinely hurt. I'm here to tell you right now, and regardless of the hurt, Jesus will heal you. And if you're anchored in Jesus, because look at offenses will come. The Bible says, woe to them from whom they come. Like God's going to deal with the offender. Guaranteed. I guarantee God's going to deal with injustice in other people. But your job is not justice. Your job is to love people. Come on, somebody. This doesn't justify what others do. Let God do that. He's the judge. All right? Some of y'all talking about only God can judge me, but you're judging everybody. Oh, I'm in the church now. Uh-oh, all up in the kitchen over here. Only God can judge me. Why are you judging everybody? Oh, man. You're, you're, what I'm here to say is you're empowered to love people. I'm anchored in Jesus. You can do me wrong, and it's going to hurt me. But watch this. I'm going to come out of this thing. I'm going to stay anchored in God. He loves me. I'm in him. I'm not going to be thrown about by every little thing that people do because people are going to do some things. Somebody say amen. I'm here to tell you right now, Pastor Sean, what's kept you in the kingdom of God, serving God, because you're a pastor? No. Because I got a refuge. His name is Jesus. What has kept you from, from getting pulled aside and getting allowing offense and bitterness to take work because of what people do? Staying anchored beyond the veil in Christ. My prayer life. I'm, I'm not. They, they, people aren't my God. They're not going to control my destiny just because they do something wrong. 
Yeah. Let people don't have that much control over me. I feel it in the moment. I go through my moment. I have my moment, but I got some, some spirit momentum. I got some momentum. I'm chasing. I'm passionate for God, number one. Why? Because that's the most important. Because if I do that, I'll just love people. Just God will be loving people through me. Sometimes you got to be honest. God, I don't love them, but can you love them through me? <laughs> Come on, somebody. God, go ahead and just love them. I don't like them. Anybody ever said I don't like them, but I'm supposed to love them? Come on now. I might not feel like, 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 like you know, I might not feel like liking them, but God, can you just love them through me? Because, Lord, I, I just can't stand that person. You got to get real with God. All right? Here we go. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. Almost done. And this I pray. And this I pray. That your love, somebody say love, so that it may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. That you may approve the things that are excellent. That you may be sincere or pure, or unmixed, or transparent, or proven after being well examined and tested. Sincerity isn't necessarily a choice. True sincerity of heart in the kingdom of God are people that have been willing to allow God to purify them. Sincerity is a condition of the heart, not a choice. Why can't people be sincere with their words and actions? Because their heart is, is mixed. They don't have a choice yet. But sincerity is, is Christ. It is the result. I'm sincere because I've been through a process. When I was a child, I might have been real, but I wasn't sincere. It wasn't pure. It came out of some dark stuff inside of me, some rage and some anger coming out of me, some offense and, 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 and hurt coming out of me. But the, his prayer, the apostle Paul was praying for the Philippian church, and he's like, my prayer is that you love abounds and that you will be sincere, pure, unmixed, transparent, proven after being well examined and tested by God. That's what sincerity is. And if we're going to love people, we got to make sure we allow God to do his thing in us. Because true love comes from there. It's, it's a deep place. It's, a, it's the Christ in us. It's, he has loved me and walked with me and healed me and touched me. And, 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 and you don't have to try hard to love people when God has been allowed to go into those places. It says, be sincere. Here it is, the next one. I'm almost done. And without offense. You can abound in love, be sincere, and live without offense till the day of Christ. How long? Pastor, you actually mean I can walk through life and I can abound in love and I can, I can be sincere and without offense all the way until I go see Jesus? Yes! And this is what without offense means. It means, it means not offended so you don't cause offenses. Offended people offend. Some people aren't even really trying to. It's just they haven't dealt with the thing in the heart. So any kind of little tweak, any kind of thing somebody does wrong, they just flare up and, and manifest on other people. But in Christ, you allow God to touch you. You can not be offended and so not causing offenses. 
And that word offense is a harsh word. It means to strike at. Some of us, we don't even intentionally do it. But because we haven't really allowed God to really touch us in a deeper place. I'm challenging you here today. I told you I was going to do this. We didn't talk about love people. We didn't want it. We didn't want this to be all fluffy and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Come on. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I know. Thank you for listening to the message. If you've been encouraged and inspired, give us a great review and share it with a friend today. Also, if you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our powerful weekend gatherings. For more info and directions, follow us at My Sanctuary LA. Be blessed.